Binder rolled out of his agency back in 2013. Big M&A happened recently. They've just, uh, you know, they did about 19 million bucks in terms of run rate uh, in early of 2018. Then did the acquisition. You know, now they're serving 1,600 customers. $30,000 ACV is a healthy average to call it, you know, 4 million-ish right now per month in revenue. The economics look good. 93% revenue retention annually, 140% net revenue retention annually, that 93% was obviously gross, um, you know, trending towards a 12 month payback period team of 350 folks between San Mateo, Boston, London, Spain, and remote locations as they continue going after the damn space. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Hall. He's the CEO of Binder and has grown the company to over 350 employees with seven international offices in just four years. All right, Chris, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, go for it. All right. Tell us about the company. What do you guys do? And are you a pure play SaaS model or not? Yeah, we're a, a pure play, born in the cloud uh, solution, uh, and it's basically a, the the core of the application is the DAM, the digital asset management, which is basically a repository for all your digital content. Yep. And so, uh, you know, as you're working with customers here, give us a, kind of a quick glimpse into what they're paying on average per month for this. Um, well, we have two sets of customers. We have our sort of SMB enterprise, uh, SMB enterprise, um, and that's around close to 30K US dollars a year. And then there's the, the larger customers that, that are upwards from 100 up to, uh, we're getting close to the million mark. Yep. Would you, so is, is it fair to say though, you probably have power laws in your customer base and the average is probably closer to 30 or 35,000 bucks a year? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, okay. And put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? Uh, so we started end of 2013, or we were incorporated there. It was a spinoff uh, of Label A, a development agency I started in 2008. Um, and it really started as a sort of a side project that we started uh, using ourselves to get digital assets from one place to the other. And that's where we learned, hey, this is kind of useful. And it happened to be called a DAP. We didn't even know that when we started it. And how'd the spin out work? Is the agency on the cap table of Binder and did you have to put up any capital to do the spin out? Uh, no, this was um, uh, basically, it was a spin out from Label A, which I also owned. Um, so in uh, August, 2016, we, um, we closed the Series A with Insight Venture Partners. Um, and that's been the first the sort of cash in there. Okay, so how much capital have you raised to date? Uh, the 20 million euros that we raised in uh, August two years ago. So what is that? It's like 21 million USD, something like that. 20, 23. Oh, 23. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, are you now? Are you ba- where are you based? Where's home for you? Uh, right now, I'm in Amsterdam. Okay. So is the yeah. team split between the US and Europe? Yeah. So we have um, due to the acquisition of Webdam, uh, a Shutterstock company that was a carve out from them. Uh, they're based in uh, San Mateo on the West Coast. Uh, and, you know, with this acquisition beginning this year, you know, that was a big team over there. So we grew quite significantly in headcount. Uh, but we already had an office in, in Boston, um, London, Spain, Barcelona, uh, Rotterdam, and Dubai. So this was just a, a very big extra office uh, to, uh, to add. So there's, uh, there's quite a big workforce in, uh, in the U.S. Saying you're at about 350 folks? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's great. And so give me a sense of what you've scaled to. I mean, you launched this thing back in 2013 as a spin out from the agency. You're not active day to day in the agency anymore, correct? No. Okay. So purely kind of on the SaaS product. So what have you scaled to over the past four or five years in terms of total customers on the platform? Um, I think we're at around, what is it? 
let me think, this is combined 1600. 1600. Uh, yeah, something about that. And when you say combined, you, you're doing the math, you're taking your enterprise plus your SMB? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, I mean, is the, is this fair math? Can I take the, the one, you know, the 1600 there times the, you know, $30,000 ACV that puts you, I think at like what, 4 million a month or something like that in terms of run rate? Um, yeah, that adds up pretty cl- uh, Yeah. Roughly. In that range. And, and with that in mind, what does growth look like? So if you're doing 4 million a month today, where were you a year ago? Um, so it's, it's more about, especially at this stage, it's more about, uh, growth combined with, um, the, the capital efficiency. So, you know, they're also looking at EBITDA more if you bring that into consideration. Um, and we're trending healthily above the, the rule of 40, which is basically the, the growth percentage plus your EBITDA. Yep. Yeah. So, so can you peel back that onion for me? Is growth like lower or higher? And then obviously you make up the rest to get to 40 or 50 with the cash flow. Um, so, uh, in previous years, it's been, it's been negative, obviously the, the, the cash flow. Um, but now we're trending, uh, towards significant cash flow, and, and that's just making the, the rule of 40 also growing. Sort of okay. that as well. what, what I'm trying to understand is what you're growing revenues at year over year. I understand you're past E40 because you've gotten healthier from a cash flow perspective, but a year ago today, I mean, have you doubled ARR over the past 12 months? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were at, uh, I think 16, um, the beginning of this year. Yeah. That's euros. So call it 18. So we went from, we more than, uh, than, than doubled. Okay. So at the beginning of this year, you're doing 18 million bucks in ARR. Is that accurate? Um, the beginning of, of, uh, yeah, I'd call it a little bit, a little bit higher than that. It's 19. And then, then came the acquisition, um, uh, with, with web down. Okay. Yeah. What I was, what I was trying to understand that 19 figure you just gave me, that was in Jan, that was your run rate in January of 2018. Uh, yeah which was like 10, 10, 11 months ago. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And, and now obviously you've scaled, uh, you continue, you continue to grow. Um, what drove the desire to, to drive additional cash flow versus, you know, continuing to reinvest cash and operating at break even? Um, I think it was, it was, it wasn't really a goal on itself. Uh, it's, it's, you want to grow as fast as you can, as efficiently as you can. Um, and so it wasn't sort of as much a deliberate choice of uh, saying, "Listen, we'll 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 burn a little extra or to grow faster." We were growing at sort of an efficient uh, efficient enough rate. The more you start burning, it's really difficult to add a couple more percent, uh, so it starts costing more. So it was more um, uh, based on 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 just at least having that as a as a longer term target to be cash flow positive. I think that's a healthy healthy way to go and go forward in your budget. Mm-hmm. But is this because, I mean, look, a lot of times when companies start hitting the 60, 70, $80 million run rate phrase, it sounds like you're probably maybe closer to 40 or 50 right now. But once you start hitting that phase, it becomes more difficult to spend money to get customers because you've, you're starting to tap out all the potential pools. Right. I mean, and so you see profitability, well, you see profitability grow because of that, because you're, you're saving more money. So, I mean, is that what's happening? Uh, so yeah, that's, that's partly due to just maturing processes and economies of scale as well. Um, so, you know, despite, uh, doing a, a pretty difficult, uh, acquisition, we still maintain or maintain to increase that efficiency and accelerate growth. Mm-hmm. Um, 
despite or, or you know whilst you're also getting some synergy effects from that acquisition. Mm-hmm. What you said difficult. What made the acquisition difficult? Well, nine hours time difference for for starters, um, and it's it, it was uh, you know there were eighty or ninety people uh, there that you know that's not something you can just absorb easily. That's a big that's that you know that's a big project to to sort of combine those companies and to make sure that they're maintaining you know their their own organic growth, but moving towards and, and merging them together as as one company basically with one product and one product roadmap, one support. That's that's a uh, a difficult integration pr- uh, process. Were the business models at least aligned? Were they also a SaaS company? Yeah, they were. They were in our space. Basically, they were the number one, our number one competitor in the U.S. Um, so yeah, they, it was comparable products. So that helped. And that the nineteen million in ARR that you gave me that was before the acquisition, right? That was before, yeah. Okay, so you buy it now again. That's really helped you almost still, you know, double or more than double over the past 10, 11 months. Um, the right, ca- yeah. the cash you used to do that deal was a lot. Of, I mean, was a lot of that the reason you raised the twenty three million? No, that was um, that was a year before that as well, and um, or two years actually, one year and a half, and that was pure growth money. Um, the um, the way we we financed the the deal with um, with Webdam was largely through debt. Oh, I see. Okay, tell, there's a lot of people using debt very effectively these days. Tell us about how you did that. What did you work with? What Hercules or Timia or SVB? Um, yeah, we worked um, we worked with SVB for a bridge loan, um, and are now basically refinancing that. Yeah, sorry, you're what refinanced? Refinancing that that bridge loan. That's what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. And what you're going to refinance with a new with a new kind of term loan, or you're going to go on raise yeah, equity? Yeah. No, on a on a new loan. But this, so this was we did it with a bridge loan because it's just a lot quicker, and then you get more time to sort of figure out the the um, the definitive debt situation. Economically, though, what would the ter- how would the terms be different between a bridge and a and a true term loan? I mean, obviously, the, you know, both well, of them are it's a fixed interest rate, right? Typically, the uh, the the bridge loan is supported by the VC as well, um, so it's basically convertible. So you get a year, you know, extension on on figuring out that loan. But if you can't get it, you know, you you, you basically have to convert uh, convert equity. Yeah, there, there's kind of warrants and covenants and things like that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Uh, sorry, we got in the weeds there. Let me go back to your okay. customer level for a second. I thought it was valuable, by the way. Um, in terms of a churn, obviously churn and retention are critical in a SaaS company. Uh, what's your retention today and how do you figure, you know, how do you drive that higher? So we're at uh, 103, 104. Um, and Net revenue retention? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, sorry, no, gross and net would be about 93, something like that. Okay. So gross 93, net, net 104. Retention. Retention, yeah, yeah, and so the people. So two questions there: the the ninety three percent gross revenue retention, the seven that churn. Why do they churn? Well, uh, that's something you know. That's a really interesting question, and it's and it's you know we obviously tr- we track the reasons, but we try to predict sort of what customer base are we having uh, additional churn, and try to figure out why. Um, so that's always sort of top of mind. And also looking at the different types of churn. There's sort of, you know, some customers you outgrow or they outgrow you, or is it really a product problem? Are you losing that those customers to to others? Or did they change ownership? Or there's there's a ton of reasons. The ones you really want to worry about is obviously are are my big, you know, are my 
are my the, the customers with the the LCV that you want or the Optum LCV versus CAC, uh, are they happy and are they you know creating more stickiness and expanding rather than part of a cohort that is sort of known for dropping off? And it's usually the there's a higher churn rate in, in smaller accounts. I think that's across the board in any kind of SaaS company. That's usually the case. Um, so yeah, we, we try to compare that and, and use that for predictability. And, and when you then look at, I'm curious to kind of understand how aggressive you're being going after new customers. So, so right now, when you look at CAC on a fully diluted basis, so all in costs, are you happy with a 12 month or 24 month payback or six month? What do you optimize for? Uh, actually that that's, that's an interesting question. Obviously, you know, we're trying to trend towards 12 and we're actually under 12 right now, but that's, that's a, that's a really important metric, but we also want to look at, uh, the lifetime, lifetime contract value because, um, you know, for your customer acquisition costs, are you attracting the right customers that, that create that longer, uh, lifetime value, or are you just looking at the first year of contract? So that's sort of a suboptimum to just optimize on year one revenue, but I think it's you get better results if you can uh, optimize your your marketing campaigns and your sales focus based on on what gets you the the, the highest uh, lifetime contract value. Yep, Chris, any big acquisitions coming up? Uh, we're you know we're always looking at M um, and A opportunities. Uh, you know we have uh, uh, insights. Uh, be really squarely behind us, and, and there's, so there's a lot of cash in the market. There's a a ton of opportunity in the market right now because there's just a lot of I think SaaS companies sort of after 10, 20 million. Um, quite often, it, it plateaus a little bit, and and because there's there's maybe not that that huge total addressable market, so they start sort of slowing down a little bit. So those are uh, are on our radar, um, and some other exciting adjacent vendors uh, or adjacent category vendors as well. Yep. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, I'm rereading uh, Jason Fried's uh, Getting It Real. Getting Real, sorry. Getting Real. Number two, is yeah. there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, yeah, I'm looking at Bill Gates and, and just the, 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 you know, the usual suspects, I guess. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business? Um, I'd say the, the um, uh, Amplitude. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, ups and downs, but right now, seven, eight. Okay, that's day. pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married recently. Any kiddos? Yep, two, uh, two boys, six and nine. Two boys, very good. And how old are you, Chris? Uh, I'm 39. All right, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I guess uh, I, I haven't done a lot of things I, I regretted. It's more, I think I look back and say more, uh, I should have done that sooner. So I guess um, acting sooner rather than later is outweighs making mistakes every now and then. Guys, act sooner rather than later. Binder rolled out of his agency back in 2013. Big M&A happened recently. They've just, uh, you know, they did about 19 million bucks in terms of run rate uh, in early of 2018. Then did the acquisition. You know, now they're serving 1,600 customers. $30,000 ACV is a healthy average to call it, you know, 4 million-ish right now per month in revenue. The economics look good. 93% revenue retention annually, 140 
40% net revenue retention annually. That 93% was obviously gross. Um, you know, trending towards a 12-month payback period, team of 350 folks between San Mateo, Boston, London, Spain, and remote locations as they continue going after the damn space. Chris, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot.